0: Twenty-eight, Matthew twenty-eight, verse number one through ten. We all know the story, but let's rehearse it nevertheless. Bible says that now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it hallelujah i like it i like that he rolled the stone and sat on it and his countenance was like the shining was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow that is why we wear white on resurrection sunday and the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the, to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who, is cru- who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the, where the Lord lay And go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Hallelujah. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring the disciples' word. And as they, they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Let's read on, let's read on. I'm enjoying this. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Verse 11. And, while, and now while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest and all, all the things that had been done. And when they had assembled with their elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and saying, tell them his disciples came and stole him away while we slept. And if this, if this comes to the governor's ear, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. This saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Here ends the reading of his holy word. They took money to try and they took money to try and um, lie and say that he is not risen. But we know that nine times, nine times he appeared. In case the first time we are not sure, the second time we confirm. There was a guy called Thomas who was not there. And he said, until I see the nail prints in his his hands and touch it, I will not believe. So, they, he appeared again. And he said to Thomas, come touch me. Thomas touched him and said, my Lord and my master. The synoptic gospel reports nine times he was seen. But I like the fact that the stone that held him captive was rolled away. And the angels sat on the stone. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your power? In victory, our savior is risen. I want to I want to speak on the title the power of his resurrection. Wow. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. Says that what things were gained to me, these I have counted for loss. Yet, indeed, I also count all things which is from God by faith. I want us to read verse 10 together. Is that okay? Ready, go. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Now Paul was saying that I was not there. I was not as fortunate as the disciples to have experienced this. I don't know it offhand. But I want to have that same encounter. I want to know him. So he says that I, being a student of the law and being so great in my studies, I practice the law, so I have reached righteousness in the law, but all these things I count them as nothing as dung as rubbish so that the righteousness I have will not be my own righteousness but his righteousness, that I may know him, that I may know him and have fellowship with his suffering to be made conformable to him. That I may at least attain the power that raised him from the dead. For I read somewhere that if the power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same power somebody say, same power, that same power will, power will quicken your mortal body. So, the same power that raised him from the dead is available for you and I the power that rolled the stone the power that sat on the stone the power that said that do not look for the living among the dead he is not here but he is risen that same power is available today somebody say "Same same power he did not take the power with him he left it here you know, every great man, what makes you great is not the amount of houses, cars, influence you carry, but what you are able to live for your children's children. Not your children. I always say to my children, I am not working for you. Forget about you. My grandfather Your grandfather, my father, worked for you. So everything that my father left is not for me, it's for you. That I will give you. But what I am doing is not for you. It's for your children. Are you with me? Because a a, a righteous man leaves a legacy for his children's children. So any good man will not take his legacy with him. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Any great man will not, will not take the houses with him. A great man will not spend all his money while he's alive. And when he dies, they, they have to borrow money to bury him. That's not a great man. In the same way, Jesus took the keys of death and hell. The legacy, and he left it for us. And he said, the same power I give to you. Hallelujah. It's the same power. It's available. The same power that made him less read efficiency for. That sounded like sep stop dome. Ephesians 4 8. Therefore, he says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, this he that ascended, what does it mean? But he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Give me the next verse. That we should no longer be children. He left us a legacy that will have power here. He took the keys of death and hell and he did not take it with him. He left it here for us. I read somewhere in the Bible, I think it's Revelation 118. He says that. Give me Revelation 118 quickly. I am the living one. I died. Somebody say I died. But look, I am alive forever, and I hold the keys of. Death and the grave. You know, anytime you see death, the power of death is the power of sin. What makes death powerful is sin. What makes prison scary is crime. If you don't have any business with committing crimes, prison is not part of your lifestyle. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you can pass by the prison, uh, what do you call it, building. Every day of your life till you die, you will not have any occasion to go in there or see what happens there because the power of prison is crime. If you don't commit any crime, prison has nothing to do with you. It has no power over you. So what makes death very scary is sin. Because the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Which means that all of us are now slaves to sin. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when he descended, he took captivity captive. What it means that he took death and the agents of death captive. The agents of death include sicknesses. The agent of death includes diseases, depression. It includes uh and mental problems, it includes you know, all those things you can think about that eventually ultimately leads to death. All those things are agents of death. They are all the ones that keep us captive. They are the ones that make us powerless. But the legacy that he left for us is the power that resurrected Christ. That same power is with us. Because of that power, you have power over sin. So that sin has no more power over you. Hallelujah. In Matthew 16, he says, I give you the keys. I think verse 18, 19 says that. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The key that he took from the enemy says, I'll give you the keys. A key is an access point. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you have key, you have access. I remember that the other day, I normally have a key to this building. And the other day, somebody took my key without informing me that he had my key. It was a he. And the he is here. So I drove all the way to this building, hoping to get, gain access into the building, because I know that I have the power to gain access into this building because I am part a part owner of this building so I must have access into the building but when I got here at last there there was no key in my pocket in my car in my glove compartment there was no key so I came here and tried to open the door and I was saying to the door, door listen I am one of your owners I own you so, open this for me. The door said, not today. I said, door, don't you understand? I am the, the bishop of the tetragrammaton. I am the bishop of this house. Open down now. The door said, hey, when, you, when you stop making noise, can you go please? I said, no, doll, you don't understand. Do you know that I can change you, me? I can change, I can remove you. I can remove you and put you in the basement and bring another door here. I said, do me a favor, please. <laughs> the door said, do me a favor, please. Get out of here, man. Of here, man. <laughs> the dog told me to get out of here. And after arguing the door for a little while, I realized that it was a foolish venture and that the door was never going to open. So I had to drive back to my house, very angry. And then when I went, the person who had my key was asleep. So I woke him up. Where are my keys? Uh, uh mm. You know when you are asleep and somebody wake you. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You put, can you put the light off? I <laughs> will answer the question. <laughs> I was I was sitting. I was so angry. Wait. Um, uh, jacket, jacket. Where's my jacket? Then I think my jacket is downstairs. Go downstairs. The keys in there. I said, the cheek of it. <laughs> Have I mentioned your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my story. You are trying to take the story for yourself. <laughs> he said it was, it's in uh, the jacket. I went downstairs. I, I looked. It's not in the jacket. And then I came back. It's not in the jacket. Wait. he turned, he didn't get up he turned to the floor of his bed and then scrambled something and then took the key and then he put the key on his bed and then turned to (laughs) sleep I wanted to (laughs) I wanted to knock him (laughs) after sending me downstairs and upstairs he didn't even bother to give me, hand the keys to me. He put the key on the bell. If you like, take it. If you don't like to be there, don't disturb my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! And when I got the keys and I came back to the door, and I said, "What were you saying again?" The door said. Now you can enter. What am I saying? You have access to the key. There's been times that have come and I thought the same person had taken the key because i leave the key in a certain spot in my car. But then as I scrambled, I couldn't find it. And I I was like, I have, do I have to go back home? And not, uh, so I was like, I, I looked in my bag. Sometimes I leave it in my bag. I look, what's going on? I looked in the car again, not knowing somebody decided to put the key on the corner pocket of my bag, this side, which I normally don't check, and they forgot to tell me. Somebody. There's another somebody. (laughs) So I had access, but because I did not really know where it was, the access was denied. Sometimes we have the power, but because we do not know, my Children lack. They they perish for lack of knowledge. Because of the lack of knowledge that you have power over sin, power over sicknesses, power over death. You don't conform to his power, but you conform to the power of the natural order which Christ came to die to save us from. Hallelujah. See, a key is very powerful. Even if you own the building and you don't have the key, you can't enter. The one who doesn't own the building, if they have key, they have more power over you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how come sometimes we as Christians, it looks like we don't have power. Because even though we own the key, the key has now been bequeathed to us. Because we don't know what we are doing. I'm reminded of a story. Now, when my father died, there was a particular building that he had. And that building They were looking for the documents of the building, and they couldn't find the documents. We went everywhere looking for the documents. I couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. So it's like there were people living in that house, and because the documents were not with us, we couldn't go in there to get rid of the people. And it was, it was like becoming very, because we went to check, you know, so what is happening to the document, went to the commission to check where, you know, like, where, who owns the building? The building is, in the, is the same name, but where is it? And I remember, I'd gone everywhere, at least about two weeks, going back and forth. Then one day I was getting ready to go out, and I got a phone call. When I got a phone call, the phone was, you know, when you see a strange number and the person, like, hello? Who is this? Then he mentioned his real name. But I didn't know that, you know, you know people by their nicknames. And when he mentioned his name, it didn't ring a bell. Then he mentioned another name, it didn't ring a bell. Until he mentioned his, he said, Wagos. So, hey, what's up? Baby? <laughs> and he said, oh, come, come, come. I want to see you. This was my, was he our mate? Or, was he one year ahead or one year behind? One year ahead. I mean, like this, like, one year ahead of me, f- f- nice friend of mine, a nice senior lawyer. He called me to his office. I went to his office. And he said, oh have something for you. I said what? Then he took a certain document out. Then he gave me the document. When I took the document and I saw the address, I knew exactly this is the big document we've been looking for all this while. As to how he got to him. And of all people him. And he said when I saw the name I knew it had something to do with you. So I checked and then I saw that your name was connected to the building. And as soon as I found you, I asked somebody who said you were in town and gave me your number. So here. And I said to the guy, You don't know what you have done. Because you do know that because of this paper, you could have taken the building. He says, are you telling me the law? I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I'm a lawyer. I know I could have taken by here take. It. Now that particular building, the last time we checked the the value, remember? It was about three 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 point 3.5 million dollars. That particular building I'm talking about. That was a couple of years ago. We checked the value of the building. See, you've gone quiet. (laughs) That building could have just disappeared because the access had been denied. Are you with me? But when we gained access to that building, Now that value or that building belongs to us. Am I making sense? When we gain access to the power that resurrected Christ from the dead, then that value becomes our possession. But before we can access that power, we must get to know him. You see, because I knew this guy, I was able to gain access. Assuming he did not know me or he did not know that I was connected to this. Remember this guy I haven't spoken to this guy for the last 20 something 30 years. I haven't spoken to him. The last time I saw interacted with him was about 30 years ago. But he saw the name and he connected the name And then he found my number, called me, and gave me access. Because there is a knowing. 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 Hallelujah. There is a knowing, there's a relationship. He said to me, I could have taken this, but when I saw your name, I said, no. That I suppose is that I may know him. So that power is available only to those who know him. And so Paul says that I'll give up everything to know him. Because to know him means to gain access to power. To know him means to become a powerful witness of Christ. To know him means to be able to do exactly what he did. He says that the things that I do shall you do also. And greater works than this shall you do because I go to the Father. But you must know me. If there's anything I want to leave with us, let's get to know him. I say let's get to know him. There's a difference between knowing about somebody and knowing somebody. You can know about Prince Charles, uh, uh, King Charles. But knowing King Charles is not the same as knowing about King Charles is not the same as knowing King Charles. Because when you know him to a certain level, you have access to power. You understand what I'm saying? If you know him as a father, he's your son, he's your father, you are a son, you have access to millions. You are a prince. Even when the prince wants to rebel and says that I will go my own way, still there's some access. Why? Because of the knowledge, of the knowing that there. So my message is that I may know him and have access to the power that he had, that he left for me. Stand to your feet.